Turn on this heater. What's going on, guys? How y'all doing? Let me um, turn off the heater, turn off everything. How you been? It's been a it's been it's been a week. It seems longer. This week, I think, is I don't think I had an excuse. I don't think I had a reason not to record anything. Uh, I was planning on getting someone um, to come on with me, but I just assume everybody's busy and I don't want to bother people. First of all, I want to thank anybody that came slash watched uh, my show last week, Read the Room at the DC Improv. It's a show of the same name, except it's a crowd work show that I do partnered with the DC improv. They've, um, I guess they looked at me and, and wanted to, you know, they wanted to do something. What really happened, you know, what really happened. Andrew Schultz did a crowd work show at the DC improv on his own, uh, on his own channel. And Andrew Schultz, if you don't know him, as far as comedians go, he's one of those guys. he, he's kind of done it in a way that's on his own. He usually in the comedy game or in the entertainment game is you get some buzz and then you start working with networks to get you either on the network or they work with you basically. And what happened with Andrew Schultz was that he was in, he was, he had a show not his own show, but he was on a show and he's got some friends in the business. So, you know, he's a comedian. So he started trying to work with MTV. I think he was working with MTV. Actually, he had a sh he may have had a show with MTV. They were they were fucking with him, basically. And then what you do as a comedian is you try to put out a special that is for a comedian. That is the no matter how many movies you do, if you're a comedian your thing is, I want to do a special with Comedy Central, HBO, Showtime, and of course, the big one, Netflix, because everybody has Netflix, right? All of those, all of those networks told him no. All of them. So I can imagine, or you can imagine being in a game, in a comedy game, and not getting the yes. The the yes is important. You can work off no. Comedy is all about rejection. You can work you can work off no, but the yes the yes is fun. Okay. The yes is fun. You can work off no. If you can handle rejection, if you can rationalize rejection, cool. But the but the but the yes, man. So no isn't too bad, but he kept getting no. So what he did, he started putting things out on YouTube and then he built an audience that way. He had this 45 minute hour long special slash video thing that he did where he went around New York, five different clubs 
And um, if you know the story, sorry. If you already know the story, um, I'll give you a timestamp in the description where you can skip to, where I'm past this. But so he 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 put the put that out, put that thing out. He also had a stand up special, special, the stand up special that he was trying to sell. He he put that out on YouTube, but he put it out in clips. So he didn't put it all out at once. He put it out in 15-minute clips, 15-whatever minute. And then what he started doing was he started doing, he made his YouTube channel into like a TV network almost, where he had the, he had those clips coming out, he had the movie out there, the 16-minute the 16 16 movie, maybe longer. He just did five spots in, in New York. Four spots, actually. And uh, he put that out. Had the specials coming out every week. Once a week. 15 minutes a week. Right? And then he started doing these things where he... It's kind of like a, a vlog where everywhere he was traveling to, he would do a vlog for that city. And those were pretty cool. And then he started doing... All of this happened at one time. And then he started doing... This thing called Inside Jokes, where he shows comedians our, like, our worst, their, their worst, not worst jokes, but jokes that the audience just wasn't fucking with. And every comedian has it, where you love a joke. I have a few jokes that I love, but the audience will not, or certain audiences, they're just not popular. They're good, either they're good ideas and I didn't finish them or they're just not popular jokes or they're, you know, the the whole they offend people or whatever. And people don't want to mess with those kind of ideas. So they, you know, he 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 did shows with that. He did shows with certain comedians that are like that. You know, rich the rich bosses, some Irish comedian. He did. a. Um, it's so weird how the industry kind of opened up to him after. He started getting notoriety. He started getting he started getting followers. That's the thing, right? And comedians continue to complain about people that get followers. That one girl, Sarah Cooper, who got popular during the whole the pandemic or whatever, is like, there's comedians, she got a she got a Fallon. I don't know if it was a Fallon or a Kimmel, but she was on TV, and she hadn't been doing comedy for, for 15 years. It's because your talent means nothing. The fact that you can do stand-up means nothing. It doesn't matter how long you're in the game. It's how many people can they reach when they put you on their channel. Sarah Cooper has, I don't know, hundred, few hundred thousand views or whatever, or, or followers, I don't know, but... However many she has, that's who they want to get to. People that will actually. <sighs> I'm yawning in my own podcast. People who will actually pay attention to her. So your quote unquote talent, that's cool. How many people follow you? You know? And that's the big thing. Until I do something of that makes any waves it'll be fine to get a yes 
it's almost more fun to get a yes because that means that, oh, he really is, you really are talented. Because otherwise, this other motherfucker would have got a yes. This Instagram star, this this person that I think she does lip syncing videos with Donald Trump. Like that, and that's it. And she got a Netflix thing. She got a Netflix special. With real people on it. Helen Mirren was in it. Helen Mirren was in Sarah Cooper's Netflix special. And I'm like, nigga, like what the? (laughs) That's the game. That's the game we're in. That's it. She got famous during the pandemic, which I doubt. I don't know if she would have gotten famous any other time. I don't think it would have worked out that way. But if she did, more power more power to her man there's no reason to hate there's no reason to hate anybody i started going down that rap down that hole of of angry you know i got friends that are just angry uh bitter comic like why just do a thing do do a noteworthy thing it's going to happen if you don't quit it's going to happen on your own pace or or you know some some people faster they just fall into it chicken chicken is a great example chicken is a comedian if you don't know the story of chicken he got uh he got a years ago early 90s maybe late 80s he did um this is when just for laughs was what would make you huge and uh the development deal was a part of being in comedy. The development deal in, in stand-up was a network. I don't know if you remember the, the early 90s. There was a lot of comedians that had, that had sitcoms on TV. Um, they got past the whole development deal fiasco, right? The development deal was the network's way of holding your talent. So if you had a development deal, it'd be for, you know, back then probably 200000 right? They give you 200000 taxes, agents, managers. You end up with, you know, 110 or whatever, right? And that's your money. The deal is you can't do anything else for however long you sign the contract for. So if it's a 200000 development deal, it's probably seven years, 10 years. You can't do anything. You can't do a special. You can't do anything for however long that time span is. So you were stuck. And some comics still kind of, you know, you got to be pretty good with money. I think Kevin Hart, he went broke. I think he got about 200000 and he bought a couple houses, some cars, and then boom. Right. But he had a show. He had a show on network television that just didn't. I think he may have done maybe two shows and they cut it. You know, because that's the money you get up front and then you get the residuals after, you know, of of, a few seasons later on. I don't know the full breakdown of the money, but that's the that's the development deal story It's a lot of comedians, a lot of people that were 
coming up in the comedy game, you get the development deal. That was the thing, just to get the development deal. If you're chasing the money, if you're chasing the money, you get the 200000 That's a pretty good year, 100000 whatever. It's a pretty good year. You're not doing anything else. You're only working on whatever projects that that network paid you for. They just basically, they bought you. And that's kind of gone away to uh, just networks being interested in you and then you do a meeting and then you may may get, I think, Chris Stefano. Well, recently I heard he got a, a hundred some thousand with Comedy Central. But, you know, it depends. Uh, but back to Chicken. So Chicken got a pretty good uh, development deal back in whatever time, early 90s, 80s, 90s. Did, Des, did Just for Laughs, all of the industry that sat Just for Laughs, they saw him, loved him, thought they could use him, and I think somebody gave him a development deal. After he got the deal, went crazy on drugs. It's the 80s, 90s. Crazy on drugs, uh, either died of a suicide or died of an overdose. I don't know if that's the same or I don't know if that's different, but that's the that's the story of of chicken. Um, and you hear all these cautionary tales of different different types of comedians. Um. I've heard of, you know, drugs, you know, Frankie Bastille, one of the comedians, he he would, you know, shoot heroin into his balls. Just crazy, crazy stories about different types of comedians. But that's the game. Comedy, the comedy game is you stay in the game until you win. That's the comedy game. Until you win. Lose, 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 win. Win, 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 win. Went from there and then started losing again, kind of. You know, you see a lot of comics that start losing. But if you stay in the game, as the helicopter flies over to come get me, stay in the game, you don't, you, you just have to just stay. And um, that was, that was just the, the fear, I guess, of stand up is, being in the game for so long that you that you're just you're getting passed over for for certain things i i think i've been lucky that anytime i felt kind of that the no this is it's it's kind of tapering off i've i've had a boost every single time when i started to go like man you know i've got a i've got a daughter now it it kind of started Six years ago when I had my kid and, you know, I did, I did just, I did an audition. Oh, an awful, awful audition where I went blank. I did an audition for Last Comic Standing. And this is when they stopped doing the open auditions where they would get, make good TV and just have people that would come up dressed like aliens and shit try to audition for the show. That was just TV. They already knew who they were going to use, right? They already knew the people that they had in mind. They had an idea. And once again, 
once again, man, I just thought about that. The DC Improv put me in the name for DC. I was the only one. DC Improv said, this is the guy that we're going to send to audition for Last Comic Standing. That was six years ago. And holy shit. So that was February. February of 2014. (laughs) It was funny. Horrible audition. Blanked on stage. Did okay, but blanked on stage. Funny enough, an exec from that audition saw me at another show. Saw me at at a TV taping that I did in L.A. Maybe three years later. And... So funny. But February, I did that terrible audition. March, my daughter was born. And I had this, I was doing this joke when I first, when she was first born. It was like my daughter was born around, um, what is it called? My daughter was born around, uh, near Ash Wednesday or on Ash Wednesday or something like that, which is which is good because I had planned on giving up on my dreams for Lent. And um, <laughs> my, <laughs> my daughter's mom hated, she hated, Joy hated that job. <laughs> her and her sister did not, and my mom, my mom hated that joke. Uh, but audiences... Loved it. They loved it. Which kind of is a good, that's a good metric for comedy is if you're doing something and your significant other or your um, parents, girlfriend, whoever you're dating, whoever, if they hate it, the audience is going to love it. So food for thought. If you're you're thinking about doing stand-up, thinking about doing comedy, just know the things that the people that you love hate, the audience will love. That's just the, you know, I'm having a, I'm having a drink. It is, uh, you know, nighttime here in, at my home. I have, uh, I was, I was, I'm kind of dealing with, um, not a big thing, not a big thing. I, I just, I was supposed to go to, uh, to Texas for Thanksgiving with my daughter, surprised my mom, and uh, we had to, I, I had to cancel it. As 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 nice as it would have been to be home with my daughter, and my daughter sees my mom, and my, my cousins on my mom's side, and then go see my, my aunt in Austin, my favorite aunt, Check out her her dolls and and show my daughter the the whole you know the the pickaninnies around the house that my aunt collects. Uh, pickaninnies is a look it up on Google. It's racial racial thing. Anyway, I had to I had to shut it down. I had to shut down the trip, man. It was too many. It was too many uncontrollable variables in the mix. It was too many. You know, we had to get a we had to get get on the plane and we there's no telling how many the middle seat that that whole they open up the middle seat so there's, there's no telling who's gonna be sitting with us and then we get a rental car 
from Austin to Waco, and then we get a hotel in Waco, and then we go see my family with other family members, and I don't know, every all of these variables have, to me have the same question. I don't know if the people that I come in contact with are doing the things that they're supposed to be doing to prevent getting this, the, the thing, just getting it. I don't want to, I don't want to get it. Okay. I know people that have, they, they get it and they go, Oh, it's, it's, I don't care. I don't want to put my life in danger. I'm high risk. I don't want to, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to worry about it. And God forbid, I don't want my daughter. I don't want my daughter to, to get this thing and have permanent damage. I know kids, they don't get sick or whatever. I don't want to risk it. It ain't worth it to me. Um, and I was going to go and, and surprise my mom. Mom, she would have, she would have cried. I know she would have cried. She thought it was just me. Actually, she didn't even know I was coming. She thought I was coming Christmas. She didn't even know I was coming. So the fact that I would have showed up and then my daughter would have been, oh my God. Oh yeah. That would have been a that would have been a great moment. But hey, we, you know. We decided not to, to do it. And it didn't it didn't it didn't hurt to hear that all of these people that I thought were coming, they all canceled too. My aunt, who's actually had it, my aunt who got married at the beginning of this. She, she got it from her, either from her husband or she gave it to her husband or whatever. Both of them got it. He's 80 and she's in her 70s and they both got it. They're not going to my sister's house <laughs> and they live 45 minutes away. And they're like, we ain't coming over now. We ain't going to come. So. Which is good. I want to say good news. It's good news, you know. I don't want to hear that there was nobody in the airport and nobody did their their Thanksgiving trial. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear that there was a lot of people there and it was the and the numbers have skyrocketed. I want to hear that shit to a certain degree. Part of a, a special part of me does. Um the evil part of me, I guess. But everybody canceled. <laughs> everybody. So I proposed I proposed a a Zoom a Thanksgiving Zoom meeting. <laughs> and so I'm on a group text with my whole family and I'm like, "Hey, I'm, t- I'm telling everybody I'm not going to be there. I'm not and I and I are coming. My daughter and I are coming. But we should do a Thanksgiving group text. Why haven't we? I mean, a Thanksgiving Zoom why haven't we done this? Let's do it. Thanksgiving Zoom. The younger people are down. They're sending me their emails for the link. My aunt is, it's cool. That's a good idea. We got to test it. So it's past Saturday. It's past Saturday. We test, right? And I've got my daughter here and we're, you know, having a good, a good time. And we're, you know, talking my, my aunt from California, she comes in and she's, 
muted, of course, the whole thing, muted, and then we tell her she's muted, and then she's like, am I still muted? And she said, no, you're not. And she said, okay, well, let me mute so you can hear me. And then we, and we, you can't, no, aunt, aunt Joyce, you have to, un, you have to unmute to be heard. Anyway, and then my aunt Carolyn gets, or my, my aunt Gigi gets, uh, you know, so, and then my cousin Ray, so I tell my family, hey, we'll meet at, at 12. My daughter gets to my place at 10. Family's in Texas. My other family's in California. So that's that's an hour behind and three hours behind. And I'm like, hey, okay, so I'm thinking 12. 12 for me, 11 for, you know, for Texas, and then 9 o'clock for um, for Austin. Or, uh, California and the, the older people pop in around around 12 and then my younger cousin the younger people of my older cousin he pops in around like one so I'm on with my aunts for an hour and a half older cousin pops in around one and and he talks for talks for like two hours <laughs> so I'm on the zoom I'm on the zoom for three hours me myself because if I close down then every the zoom is over so I'm talking to him for three hours for two for an hour and a half or whatever he's telling me he actually had COVID he tell, telling me about his his situation and then he goes into his uh his his the thing with his with his girlfriend and just you know it it was I'm like save it for Thursday kinda I I'm just hoping Thursday in three and a half hours I'm hoping it's people pop in they say hello I'm cooking I'm doing this I'm doing that bye you know and maybe pop back in for a little bit I don't know but uh, my family eats Thanksgiving dinner late so. You know, four between four and six, and I don't think I want to wait that long. The plan, plan now is I have my daughter, and um, I I I think her mom's gonna stick around, and then we're gonna eat, and then um, I think her mom's gonna leave, and she's gonna. She's either gonna stay with me or I'm or she's gonna take my daughter with her. But we're gonna we're gonna just gonna have uh dinner together. And then her mom's gonna bring mac and cheese and you know. Which my daughter does not she could care less about <laughs> any Thanksgiving anything. She's like mac and cheese, sweet potatoes, and maybe some kind of pie or something. Other than that, <laughs> yo, son. Like so I'm either going to have to instill that, uh, you know, the, the extra uh, tradition into her or, or something. But, um, yeah, that's the plan for now. That's, that's kind of what we had to do. And I would, I would hope that – I don't know, man. I hope everybody's being safe. I know, I know, I know it's hard. The time that I spend with my family on the holidays is some of the best times, I think. And I hope that a lot of people 
I hate to say it, they you gotta sacrifice those times. Um and I mean there's a lot of other things to it. Like my my job is there was somebody that tested positive in my area and or they were they were in, in contact or, you know, around someone that did test positive. So they're so they're worried. So I was kinda worried about getting just being around people, being around my mom, my sister who has asthma. And um, I didn't want to be the one to expose anybody, and I don't want to be exposed by anybody. And um, the other thing, man, is they, because of that, because of that positive test, they've kind of added some stipulations to travel outside of the state, especially Texas. So... The stipulations are like you have to get tested. You have to test negative. You have to go. I was going to go tomorrow. Um, I would have had to go 14 days. I would have had to go on the 11th because you need a 14-day 14 14-day 14 quarantine before and then 14-day quarantine after when I get back here. <clears throat> Uh, excuse me. So I would have had to go on the 11th, get a room for 14 days, be in that room 14 days, pay for that, go to be my family, you know, 20, all the, the time, whatever, come back here and then 14 days here. And And I don't know, and this is how the government is shitty, is I'm working from home, but... 14 days working from home, they can't, you can't do that. Even if you're working from home, you're not going to be around anybody. You can't do that. From what I understand, I'm sure there's, I could have done some things, but you can't bill the hours. You can't bill it. So, yeah, I was kind of stuck. But, you know, I could have, I, I, I could have, I think going would have been worse for me because of the way my mind is set up. It would have been worse for me because I would have been thinking about it the entire time, and that's not a good way to be, especially around my family because they make fun of me for every little thing. So, because I know they're going in on the glasses. I know they're going to talk shit about the glasses. And, and what you, what you, what's wrong with you, man? Why you why you being all, all jittery, man? Glasses and shit, man. What's going on? So, you know, it, I think I made the right decision. I think I made the safe decision, definitely. But I think I made the right decision. And I hope, you know, I hope you guys do too. I don't know who else is listening. I noticed some of the, ooh, some of the other places. Oh, my God. Ireland? Ireland. What's happening, man? Ireland is listening. Ooh, I just got a um little recipe. Ireland, Russia, eh, China is listening. Japan, Canada, United Kingdom, how are you? All of you listening from out of, you know, in other countries, tell your friends about this podcast. This is this one has been a little more just me kind of talking a little bit, but we're gonna pick up. Uh, we're going to pick up. I have a good friend coming on in the next couple of days. I'm going to put that out. And I have a special 
po- actually, here's a quick announcement. Uh, I'm starting a new podcast that's going to be on this feed, and it's called um, I'm Struggling with Names. It's a music podcast, though, and we're going to talk mostly about 90s rap music, 90s hip-hop, the music that I grew up on, the music that I listened to, heavy, heavy still. And it's not an educational, it's it's just where I was when I heard a specific song. I'm going to be talking to comedians, friends, people that listen to these to this stuff, people that may have been with me, um, people that have, that know this stuff like I do, you know. And I'm not doing, I'm not doing fucking gossip. I'm a grown man. I'm not doing gossip on rappers. I'm not doing, oh, have you heard of, shut the, f- I'm not doing, that's not me. Um, And I'm playing with names. I'm not going to tell you the names yet, but I'll let you know. The first episode will be coming out uh, uh, this week. And it's with, it's with, it's with Dom Rivera. Actually. The first episode is called 96. 96 was a year in music for me that was very important. And also for Dom. Dom put it out on his, Dom Rivera put it out on his feed called The Mind of Dom. And we named it 96 for the year 1996. It's it's the year that he and I joined the United States military. I joined the Army. He joined the Air Force. And we just talk about the music that was playing, the music that we were banging during those times. So I'll put that out on my feed on Friday. So if you're around, check it out. And it'll be up there forever, so you don't have to check it out Friday. But I'd rather you did. Um, nothing really coming up. I'm doing a lot of private gigs, online virtual shows, a lot of those. They're more fun. I hate to say it. They're more fun to me than live. Than Live shows. They're more fun. Private gigs, more fun live. Hate to say it. They are. Um, and that's that's it. No big gigs coming up. Nothing crazy. Just keep listening to the pod. I got an, I got another project that I'm working on. It's gonna be on my YouTube channel, Instagram. I'm building it now. It's coming out soon. It's a little bit of satire. It's it's about um there's a there's a new there's a new news network coming and hopefully it'll be out maybe in the next couple of weeks or so um did you see that new Chappelle check out Dave Chappelle's Instagram for that new Chappelle where he talks about his deal with uh Netflix and he talks about his situation with Comedy Central HBO disses HBO and Comedy Central Check that out. Um, other than that, man, I hope I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. Hope you're being safe. I hope you are. Um, hope you hope you're doing well. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh,